This episode of What the Tech is brought to you by Slack. Slack is a messaging app which brings together all your team's communication into one place, making work simpler and more productive. Go to slack.com to learn more. Harry's. Stop messing around and get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your free trial offer. $13 value for free, just covered a shipping by going to harrys.com slash what the tech. Hey everybody, welcome to What the Tech. I'm Major Stan. Of course, I'm joined by Paul at the right. How you doing, Paul? Pretty good. Uh, last How week we did not have a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you either forgot to tell me or I forgot that you told me, and we can't remember what it, which one of well, those Well, I mean, happened. I... Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> that morning I woke up and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> the problem was I had like... This thing was scheduled months in advance, but I, in the interim, had gotten that New York trip thing happening and then... It was just back to back. Like I got home from New York the night before and then left in the morning. And it was just one of those. You actually yeah. did tell me. You did tell me, but you messaged the wrong Andrew Zarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have multiple Skype accounts. <laughs> yep. For many, many reasons. But I have like 10 different Skype accounts and you messaged the wrong one. Well, I have the one that, I don't know, like I usually just, I have you and my favorites or whatever. Oh. But sometimes, you know, it switches to... What's the view called? Um, recents or whatever. And maybe I contacted the one in recents or something. I don't know. I have no idea why. I don't know. Maybe I have the wrong one in favorites. I don't know. It could be whatever it is. It's fine. <laughs> but we are here today, guys, and we do have a lot to talk about. You know, our last show two weeks ago was critically acclaimed. Really? Uh, yeah. People really, really liked it. The feedback was remarkable. I mean, so much mm-hmm. uh, on... On Skype, uh, on Skype, geez, on uh, Twitter, <laughs> on on YouTube, on Facebook. I mean, the, the, and the emails that I got were um, it was amazing. So people really enjoyed it, and they told me you really should drink. Yeah, drink uh, more, Andrew. That's you should the... really drink more. And so mm-hmm. I am going to do that. I am going to drink more. I'm going to have some wine in a in a very inappropriate glass for the wine. But this is what I had, so I'm going to drink this while we do the show, and let's see how this goes. It could be. It could be uh, total garbage, and we just had a good day, or uh, we uh, we do another home run, so we'll find out what happens. We do have a lot to talk about. I still want to talk about my, my search for an Android phone and a lot of the viewer feedback I've gotten over this because it's polarizing uh, on the Android side on as to what device to buy. We're going to revisit mm-hmm. the iPhone conversation. The iPhone 10 will be pre-orders start, I think, next Friday. As, oh, right. It's coming up. Right. that That's happening. Uh, iPhone yep. 8 sales, depending on who you ask and what blog you read, uh, it's doing great or it's doing terrible. Uh, <laughs> I was on – and before I go, I got to do a library. I bet but, they're terrible. But I, I got to do a library. But before I do, I was reading one of these Apple sites, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what it is. And literally two posts removed from each other. One was iPhone 7 sales – outperforming iPhone 8 sales. Oh, and yeah. the other one was iPhone 8 sales performing better than expected. Sure. Well, both of those could be true, I guess. I, I guess, <laughs> you know, I guess assuming so. Assuming you thought the iPhone 8 sales were going to be terrible, which I did. It's amazing um, how you could spin the story. Uh, but mm-hmm. iPhone 8 sales aren't, are not great. Um, they're, they're, they're saying it might be one of the worst, like least selling iPhones in recent times. You know? Yeah, I, it's... Uh, 
I don't know. Look, Apple fans are going to be able to paint themselves out of this corner by saying that Apple did this on purpose. They knew that the iPhone 10 was going to impact iPhone 8 sales. It's all, it's okay. It's all by design. Um, but it, it, you know, from a timing perspective, it's a little bit tough, you know? Um, so I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I think that this is going to be the first time that an iPhone version undersold its predecessor yeah. in the opening quarter. Yeah. yeah, it'll be very interesting. So we have all this <laughs> and a whole lot more. Uh, and also, I want to talk about uh, Andromeda, which is mm-hmm. – I got a lot of – May or may not be a thing. May or may not be a thing. And, and obviously, I want to talk about the Windows 10 ARM laptop battery life, that, that information spread okay. upon this. And, and obviously, Surface stuff too. So much to talk about. So I want to get through all this. But I do want to take a moment and talk about our sponsor and that Slack. Guys, I um, I don't know if you know this, but I got a job. Uh, <laughs> it started off as a very, very small consulting job, and then it became more demanding, and then it became a full-time thing, and now I'm, I'm leading a marketing uh, division of a company. So this is what I've been doing. Uh, Paul, Paul has been living through this with me, and that's why we're not doing shows on Tuesdays anymore. That's why we're doing Thursdays. But... Something that I'm in charge of at this is communication amongst other departments between my department, the marketing department, and getting it down to operations and every every other, you know, promotions and every other department that, that we have. But an ongoing problem, and this, this is uh, something that happens in many, many company, companies, is getting the message across and getting everybody united and organized with what's happening and what you're doing. So in the search, and it just it just so happened that I started using Slack about three months ago. In the search of finding services that I could do this, I discovered Slack, and they happen to be taking ads out now. So it's funny how that always happens. Uh, with Slack, you could easily communicate amongst different departments. You could connect to tools and services that you need, such as Google Drive and many other services. They have over, I believe, a thousand applications that you could put in from Salesforce to Zendesk to Google Drive. Uh, no more searching through emails, which has been a huge help for me. No more searching through emails to find that right image for that right week. Uh, everything you could do video chat, you could do uh, voice, you could transfer files amongst different groups. It's an unbelievable tool for you and your company. If you want to try it out, this is a great thing. Just go to slack.com. Just go to slack.com and you can try them out. Slack, where work happens. To find out more, go to slack.com. I want to thank Slack for supporting What the Tech and, of course, supporting the GFK Network. This is a great tool. Uh, obviously, just go check it out. Just go to slack.com right now and check it out and see if this is something that you could use. Um, this was a major problem for my company, and it, we've done it. By the way, you could use the mobile app also. iOS and Android syncs seamlessly. So easy breezy. Paul, uh, yes. let's see. Where do we begin? <laughs> um, I let you know what. Let's talk. Let's talk about Windows 10 ARM. Okay. Uh, Windows 10 ARM on laptops, uh, supposedly capable of doing two days of battery life. Yeah, multi day. I'm not sure. Multi day. Uh, that's. I, I, I heard. That? I heard. I heard by multi day they meant anywhere from twenty four to forty eight hours. So it could be like thirty hours of battery life. Still remarkable. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think that's the value prop on ARM, right? Um, know, in, why? In thinking about this, right before before I, I start bombarding you with these questions, um, mm-hmm. the first thing when I read that title, you know what came to mind? The iPad two. The iPad two. The iPad two, or or even the original iPad. I yep. I remember when I got that first <laughs> iPad, I did not anticipate the battery life to be so good. 
oh, on a device okay. with a large, you know, large display yeah, and it's yeah, doing yeah. all this stuff. I never anticipated that for the battery to be so good, but it was remarkable. I, I, I mean, it really was at the time something that you really weren't used to getting tremendous battery life on a device like that with moderate mm. usage. You could go a couple days without charging this thing. And still, I mean, still current iPads, yep. my iPad Pro, yep. I, yep. I charge once a week. So Windows 10 ARM laptops to possibly have multiple, you know, multi-day battery life. This is a very interesting topic, and this could be a changing, a changing force in how the PC market is going. Yeah, I, I, this ties really neatly into the discussions we've had around Chromebooks, where you know the notion of these devices is that more and more people just don't need to use a full-size keyboard, big screen you know, productivity software on a laptop type device. A lot of people can get a lot of work done, a lot of their work done on a smartphone in particular, but sometimes also a tablet. And so the notion of a, a, a Windows laptop now that can have multi-day battery life is really interesting because it kind of places Windows into this new world, right? Where, you know, it's kind of an accessory device. Um, people like you, because of what you do for a living, and people like me, because of what I do for a living, you know, need to be on computers all day long. And so um, we, you know, may or may not benefit as much from this kind of thing. But, you know, for for most of the world where the phone is kind of the center of the experience now, yeah, this uh, relegates is kind of a tough word, but it, it kind of puts Windows in the correct place yeah. uh, of where it is. And it's a smart move. Is this a uh, a return of Windows Mobile? <laughs> you know? No, no, it's full Windows, I right? Mean, so yeah, it's full Windows. But I mean, you talk about mobility. Uh, yeah. Arm on arm on a Windows based laptop. Uh, that is that is true Windows mobility when you could get two days without having. Yeah, a no, it's it's very interesting. I mean, so th- there are questions around Windows and ARM, uh, especially around whether it's going to deliver the performance that we come to expect on Intel based devices, especially with. Um, you know, traditional productivity apps like Microsoft Office or whatever. Um, it's going to run x86 apps. And so we're going to have to see what that trade-off is like. But it's interesting because this is still full Windows. And so if you think about something like Windows 10S running on x86 where you can't run desktop applications, you know, what would you rather have? Something that has like multi-day battery life that may run those desktop applications a little more slowly than a real, you know, a real Windows computer, a real um, Intel-based but what, computer. But what kind of applications? But can but can run them. Yeah. Okay. So, great, great starting point, right? Like, what kind of applications are we talking about, right? Are we talking about Photoshop? Are we going to attempt? Yeah, everything. Fine. Let let's. That's that's still a small fraction of people. But when you're using your right. Twitter application, you're using your web browser, you're using your email client, you're using Office. Uh, I'm trying to Chrome. I'm just looking down on my on my bar right now. I'm using some Instagram tools, which are pretty uh, they're not they're not what most people use. Generally, the mm-hmm. stuff that I do is in a web browser. How affected will I be by the fact that this is an ARM based computer? Really, other than Skype and a messaging service or whatever, it's really not going to be high demanding software that I'm using. You know, PC uh, CPU intensive software, other than a Photoshop <laughs> well, or a video editor. Which we'll see, right? I mean, you got to. Re- Right. So for the most part, that's true. That That's true. But most people don't use that stuff. So uh, Microsoft Office actually will run natively on ARM. So that should be okay. And I think we've just satisfied the needs of most people right there, right? So um, the thing to compare this to is the experience you had with your Samsung phone. We used to watch walk around with this portable charger that was kind of permanently latched onto the side of the phone because you were always worried you're going to run out of battery life. Here it is. And then you went to the iPhone 
Never and tired. And you're like, I don't have to think about this anymore. The iPhone, the battery works great. It lasts all day. It's not a problem. Yeah. And that's what ARM is potentially going to offer to the PC space, that same ability that you could go into the city for a day with your laptop and don't worry about bringing the charger. You're not going to yeah. need it. Yeah, right now, you know what's interesting? I've, yeah. um, I've, I've started doing that a lot more with this MacBook Pro, uh, the 15-inch one that I have. Um, mm-hmm. that, that I, by the way, I still, it's much better than the 2016 to 2017 model, but it's gotten so wonky, <laughs> so wonky. And my theory is that these devices, this new generation of MacBooks are not intended mm-hmm. to be mobile devices. These are, right. you, you, they're, they're static. You put them where they're supposed to yeah. be. And you carry them somewhere and leave them You know there. where you carry them? To your bedroom or to your <laughs> yeah, living yeah. room. You don't travel sure. with them. They're not, they, they, I, I think that might be part of the problem here that a lot of people are encountering, but that's a whole different discussion. But you're right. Um, it's a very good feeling to not be tethered. And with these right. ARM devices, it's a very good possibility that you no longer need to be tethered. You charge once every two days, you leave it overnight, and you take it and you go. Yeah. Um, what do we know about, like, when is this, when are we going to start seeing the the Windows 10 ARM-based laptops starting to come to the market in a, yeah. You know, is it going to I mean, be an aggressive campaign by the OEMs? No, uh, not right away. I mean, uh, the first devices are still expected this year. Qualcomm's having an event in early December, which I'm actually going to go to, by the way. And I would as- assume that's where they get launched. This event is for very specifically uh, for these chips that are going to be in these products and you know, about Windows 10 and ARM. So um, I think this is going to be the launch now that's really late in the season so it's not like it's going to be a big holiday event as far as the sales of these devices but ces is less than a month later and that would be the obvious launching point for the big push and so i think that's going to be a big push you know know, what i was i'm sorry paul go ahead no it's okay i was just going to say you know microsoft has the ability now to market these things side by side with intel chips it's not coincidental that intel just switched all of their laptop chips over to quad core Right. So what their advantage is going to be is those workloads you're talking about, the people who need it for Photoshop, the people who do video editing, the people who want to play games. Um, It's the things that are uniquely awesome about the PC are always going to, well, not always, but, well, you know, for the short term, will always be better on the Intel side. And so you can choose power with good battery life. And by the way, you know, some Intel systems get good battery life. I mean, really good good battery life. Yeah. Um, Or. The ultimate mobility, which is going to be the ARM stuff, with good performance, probably. I mean, we're going to find out. So I know that Asus, Lenovo, and HP will most likely be the first ones to uh, start pushing these out later in the mm-hmm. year. Well, now, right? We are later in the year, so soon. <laughs> uh, or yeah. Q1. Yeah. Uh, but this is something I was thinking about while doing some research on this. You know, a couple about a year ago, a lot of these uh, Chinese manufacturers, these no-name companies, started reaching out to you and I about doing reviews of their laptops. And a lot mm-hmm. of them were, you know, Mac clones and and, and yep. Frankenstein machines, where it was part Dell and part <laughs> Lenovo, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like that that yep. one that I got. It's a it's a Yoga and it's a Dell in one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really crazy, a bizarre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even down to the camera being on the bottom, which is so bizarre. So I started getting these devices, and I started playing around with it. And, you know, I checked to see – a lot of people messaged me, and they said, well, sometimes, you know, it's really – it's dirt cheap, by the way. These are like $125 laptops or $200 yeah. laptops. Yep. Uh, and they look great, but 
some of the comments that I got were, you know, they don't use authentic Windows 10 licenses or they don't use this. <laughs> yeah. And I checked everything. And this one company, which I discussed a year ago, which I forgot, um, mm-hmm. it was all authentic. Everything was fine. Everything was on the up and up. But right. the battery life was terrible. And it kind of felt cheap because they, yeah. they put they put it's a home atom, machine. It's, yeah, they put a, an atom processor in there. And that, that's a crappy right. chip. Um, yep. But now with Windows 10 running on ARM. Those $100 laptops and $125 laptops could possibly make a, a, a strong, aggressive uh, trend, even in the States. Huh. Because you're running full-on Windows, and you're getting good battery life, and you're not really compromising as much as you would right, with an, right. you know, an Intel Atom processor. Just something, I mean, I was, I was just thinking about this, and I thought, well, you know, that's really interesting to see if we start seeing more of those type devices. I think that there's, you know, I mentioned the phone thing, but it's not just the phone thing. You know, if you use an Apple watch, for example, you have to charge that thing every single day. I use a Fitbit. I have to charge it once a week, you know, and and there's a really nice thing that happens when you don't have to think about this kind of stuff. And for a lot of people, that's going to be really nice. Like you mentioned your iPad pro. I also use an iPad pro. I just use it to read basically. Um, It was kind of a failed productivity experiment, but I read the paper on it every morning and uh, every once in a while, I'll look at it and be like, oh, it's got like 23% battery life. I, I guess I have to charge it. And I can't even remember the last time I charged it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not using it that much. I mean, but I use it every day, um, just not that much. And I, that's nice. You know, it's just a nice thing, like when you don't have to always worry about it. And um, I think they're going to – I think AMD – or um, AMD, yeah. I think ARM, Qualcomm in particular, is going to – really kind of turn the PC industry on its head with this. I think this is going to trigger you think it's going to a be very the interesting life? change. You think it's going yeah. to be the convenience? The battery life and the connectivity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because um, that's the other part of it, right? That when you, you know, you don't ever think about, we, we're so used to this, we stop thinking about it. But, you know, with a smartphone, you don't, you're connected all the time. You don't think about it. It's weird when you're not, you know. It's weird when you go to do something on the phone and it's like it, it doesn't have a connection. You're like, wait, what? Like it's it's out of place. Um, I think bringing that capability to the PC, you know, which granted won't be unique to ARM, but um, I think it's also going to have a, a big repercussions um, on it on Intel in particular. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting uh, twenty eighteen. May you know we always talk about that like that one year. I think twenty eleven was a huge year for technology and advances and leaps with the iPad and the iPhones yeah. advancing and just just the way that the PC market was headed because it's all PCs essentially at this point, right? Um, 2018 may become one of those years where a lot of change would happen. You've seen the outcry of negativity towards Apple in 2017. Yeah, you know, first time, first time in in. Yep. Listen, as a Mac user for a decade, I, listen, I use PCs as much as I use Macs, but I've been my my personal laptop has been an Apple product. It's been a MacBook. Um, Nobody's, I'm yeah. I'm turning on this company. Yeah. And I've never, I, I've never been overly critical and emotional about technology. And I've always said, <laughs> I will leave. I will leave when it no longer meets my needs, and it is no longer meeting my needs with the nonsense. I'm having kernel panics again. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, so, <laughs> I would say I, I have, and will continue to be emotional about this stuff. I you be emotional of, for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I sort of. Um, 
kind of preach to people that they need to not be like that, right? That you need to make the decisions that are right for you and you should do that pragmatically. Don't buy into brands, you know, uh, do the right thing or whatever. But, you know, and, and it may be an interesting coincidence um, after using uh, the iPhone for the past few years, you know, even before these devices were announced and, and, and based purely on the very uh, accurate rumors that were available ahead of time, I, I've realized like I need to walk away from this stuff. Yeah. Like it's just not super interesting to me. And uh, you can't feign excitement and interest in something that's boring, you know. And that's kind of where iPhone's at in particular. Um, you know, the Mac stuff has never been particular. I've, I've always liked the hardware, but I just don't care about Mac OS X. And I never really you know, have. Like, I, I've always felt like I should, but I just don't. Shockingly, I really like the operating system. Yeah, I don't um, care for it. I, I, I like the simplicity of it. Yeah. You know, where the Photos app works pretty decent. It, everything works pretty decent and it gets the it job sounds great. done. Everything is fine. Yeah, actually, the photos. Well, let me tell you good. something, Andrew. By comparison, Windows 10 is a roller coaster, and every <laughs> yeah. day you wake up and something goofy has changed. Like this morning, we woke up and discovered that the mail and calendar apps have been updated. So now there's all these see-through effects and everything, and it's like um, it's like walking in the dark and getting randomly punched in the face. It's fun. You should yeah. try it. Yeah, I, I fractured my shin. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this. Um, I had a I, I fracture. I had hairline fractures all over my shin because I fell over uh, cabinets that were left in my wife's closet in the middle of the night. Uh, we were doing work, and I fell, and I and I fra- and it really messed up messed up my leg. It's almost like that. You don't know what you're walking into. You always have to turn the lights on. Right. Uh, by the way, I've had a terrible experience with Fall Creator Update on two of my machines. Wow. Uh, on two AMD machines. it's It's been a nightmare. So we'll talk about that next week. It's We have so much to talk yeah. about today. But uh, yeah, this is very interesting. So 2018 may, may be a humongous year for change and different uh, people switching sides and a lot of that. And that kind of ties into the next conversation here. But before we go into it, I want to take a moment and talk about our sponsor. And that's Harry's. Guys, I have been using a Harry's razor for God, Paul. How long have you been using a Harry's razor? A couple of years now, right? Well, you can, as you can see, not this week. Not this week, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, at least a couple of years. Yeah, I uh, people always tell me they go, "How do you do a razor ad with having a beard?" And I say, "Well, you you don't think this is maintained? You think my beard just grows <laughs> in looking like a cartoon?" Sure. sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I end up, I, I really, have you seen those barbering videos? They all have my beard now. If you ever go on Instagram, you see people do like, it's always like a, like an Arab teenager with my, my beard. That that's, that's the look I'm going for here. Guys. Um, I absolutely love Harry's. And the reason why I love him is because I stopped buying cheapo disposable razors. I was a big fan of what this one company of disposable razors, and I was using them for, God, since I was like 14, because my friend told me I, it, it's it's a super thin blade. I don't want to name the company. A super thin blade, and you can kind of like shape everything up, and you're not going to – it's not aggressive on your skin. And then I decided I was going to go to these mock razors, you know, the, the, the multi-blade razors, uh, big-name products. They make, they treat you like a criminal when you go, and it's locked up. you got to wait till someone opens it up, and you're spending an arm and a leg on this thing. And I was buying those for a little bit, and every time I did it, my face was tearing apart. So when Harry's decided to advertise with us and they sent me a razor, I was a little reluctant to actually use the product um, I, because I've used these you know, multi-blade razors and I've never had a great experience with them. And then I tried Harry's and totally changed everything on me. Uh, this is what I use. I don't shave 
that often, so my blade lasts a while because these are very high-grade steel that they use. The quality is very high quality. And I've used one, you know, one cartridge, I guess, one, one blade for quite some time. So here's a great offer they have for you. You get your free trial set. All you got to do is pay for the shipping costs. It includes the razor handle, the five-blade cartridge, and the shaving gel by going to harrys.com slash whatthetech. That's harrys.com slash whatthetech. You could go there and get your Harry's razor. Uh, great gift for anybody in your family, for yourself. Christmas is coming up. All the holidays are coming up. You can get this for your, your, your father, your brother, even your sister if you want to. Uh, by the way, it weighs. It's it's a lightweight, um, ergonomic raising razor handle. It's weighted, but it's very. It feels great in your hand. Five precision engineered blades with the lubricating strip, and you get the sh- the shaving gel and the travel travel blade cover. Go to harrys.com slash what to tech. You go there. Also, by the way, they bought their own German factory. This is how dedicated this company is. They bought their own German factory. With over 100 years of blade-making experience to ensure the highest quality. It, it really is an unbelievable product. Harrys.com slash WhatTheTech. Go check them check them out and tweet them and let them know you heard about it on the show. Uh, Paul, uh, can we talk about Fall Creator update? <laughs> yes, we can. Uh, I have not had a good experience doing this update. <laughs> um, now, I have not done it on my higher-end machines. I have not done it on my my laptop yet and i have not done it on my production machines i'm waiting okay um but i have had problems on my not so new you know skype machines yeah um what's going on with this so what what can people expect how, you know not everybody has this update they could force an update obviously right they, they yeah. there's a way to do yeah. it um what is your opinion of this i know you've been using it for a while so let's touch on this really quickly um, honestly, so far, uh, the two things that stand out are the speed at which this thing is rolling out to people. Remember in the last version, it was super slow, very slow. Um, and then I would say, I haven't heard a lot of the complaints like that you've just raised, um, which I normally, when there are issues, you know, you hear about them a lot. I mean, the biggest issue I've heard so far on the fall creators update is that people can't find. One, one file, uh, OneDrive files on demand, which in fact I couldn't find either at first. Microsoft had to point me to the way you enable it, which is a little non-intuitive because the way you enable it was something that used to <laughs> trigger yeah. like gigabytes and gigabytes of downloads to your computer, and it's completely different now. But, um, but as far as unreliable, you know, uh, or yeah, unreliable, unreliability <laughs> issues, I guess I call them not unreliable issues. Um, no, not a lot, not so far. I mean, it's only been a couple of days, but you know, usually you, you get the shit show right up front and it hasn't really been like that so far. So if, if you have not really been following technology or living under a rock, what are the main features that someone will expect, should expect with fall creator update? Well, you know, it's funny. Most Windows 10 feature updates are big deals that you kind of install them and you're like, I don't quite see what all the big deals are because there's a lot of stuff, but they're kind of hard to find. So the previous release, I would say, was kind of a minor one, but I actually think this one's kind of a major deal. And I think that regardless of what you're interested in and what you need to do every day, there's going to be something in there that's important for you. And I also think that this one, unlike the last release, actually lives up to the creator's update name in that there's a lot of stuff in there for creators, right? And so I mentioned um, uh, 
OneDrive files on demand. But there's a the Windows Mixed Reality platform is now available to end users. There are Mixed Reality headsets. Um, I just got my first one today, um, so I've been playing around with that. Um, the game stuff has all been improved across the board. Edge has been improved acro- across the board. Cortana has been improved across the board. Um, they're starting to roll out that Fluent Design system. I mentioned the Mail and Calendar apps uh, just got updated today. That's what that is. It's the uh, re- uh, not reveal highlight, but the um, uh, the acrylic kind of translucency effect is now available. And basically, it's kind of like a modern uh, UX makeover, you know, for Windows. So it, it's uh, you know, again, there's not. It's not like there's some. Um, major new app, you know, Microsoft made a new something that no one's ever heard of per se. Um, Windows is a mature operating system like the Mac, but it's just a lot of improvements kind of in every little nook and cranny of the operating system. It's actually a pretty great upgrade. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to get it on some of the uh, the higher end machines here. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, the Skype machines are pretty, they just sit there, but and they're older, so I'm, I'm having some issues with that, but that's that's to be expected on a couple-year-old machine, you know, on an older yeah. AMD. Um, let's talk about Andromeda. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what, I, I've been getting messages. You know, I, I presented this question online on for about – I actually want to see what the poll says here. Let me go to my Twitter, twitter.com slash Andrew Zarian. I took a poll and I said, what, what should my next phone be, my next Android phone? And, of course, I right. got a whole bunch of people that said get an iPhone, Right. Yeah, And then I got a lot of comments and a lot of people voted. Here we go. 61% out of 600 votes said get the Pixel 2 XL. Yep. 21% said Samsung Galaxy 8, S8. And 18% said the Note 8, which I'm very surprised by this voting, that it's so hmm. one-sided. It, okay. It's very, very one-sided that you know all these people voted for the Pixel 2. If you guys have, a, have an opinion on this, uh, go to my go to my Twitter, Andrew Zarian, uh, Andrew Zarian on Twitter, twitter.com slash Andrew Zarian, and you could uh, participate. But very interesting. Everybody's recommended the Pixel 2. But I did okay. get a lot of people that were former Windows phone fans or Windows mobile, Windows uh, whatever, Lumia fans or whatever it is. Uh, they were all hold, hoping for this Andromeda. One, why, and two, what is it, and three, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, look, my sources tell me that Microsoft is working on this. Um, It's been described in very vague terms. Brad has some more recent information that I'll kind of paraphrase my way around, but basically it is a – well, it depends who you talk to. My my sources describe it as a Microsoft device. Microsoft, uh, Mary Jo Foley's sources have told her that this is something other companies will be able to make as well, that it's kind of like a new mobile platform or something. But uh, my understanding is that it will be a Surface-branded device. Brad says it's going to be a um, a courier-style device, potentially with a, two screens in a oh book-type format or it's maybe back. one folding screen. It's back. What's that? It's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't that Bill, I mean, Bill Gates was working on that courier, right? No, it was um, what's that guy's name? Jay Allard, the guy behind uh, Xbox and Zune. I could have swore it was like towards the end of Bill Gates's tenure. Mm, well, my memory. No. I mean, no, every every no, year no. I talk about this device, every year it becomes more further into the past. You know, at one point I'll say it was in 1994 that this device was uh, initially conceptualized. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be a courier type device. 
that well maybe i i've not actually heard that that's that's what brad told me uh based on his own sources so yeah i i think the, the what i've heard all along is that it's a it's a new mobile experience it's not a phone it's going to have cellular capabilities it sounds a lot like the always connected pc stuff that microsoft's talking about around windows and arm as, as well as intel yeah. um it sounds like it could be a yeah like you know courier slash surface mini style something something note taking for students kind of highly mobile other form factor and it kind of aligns with microsoft's desire when it comes to hardware to innovate with new form factors and do something that's not just the same old same old that you see everywhere else so uh, so many questions here Mm -hmm. is this a reality for 2018 i don't know (laughs) You know, everything that Microsoft makes, it has the potential to never happen. You know, that's the trouble. Um, as of very recently, I was told they're still working on it. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Um, Surface Mini, remember, was canceled literally after they started building them. So um, this could fall apart at any at any time. But I think Microsoft has enough, enough momentum with Surface to do something that isn't a phone, but is highly mobile and have it be fairly successful. I I think there's a place for something like this. I was saying yesterday or the other day to Brad that, you know, it's odd to me all these years later, all these, uh, you know, Kindle e-book readers have never gone to color for some reason. I know color e-ink exists. How is it possible that you can't read, um, you know, cookbooks or uh, magazines in color or, uh, comic books and graphic novels, you know, whatever on an, e- on an e-reader. And so uh, there's always a place for people who want to read today. It's on a tablet, but if you think about a device that could run Windows apps and could be that reader, could be that note-taker for someone in school, uh, would be a great place for media, you know, on the go and everything. I mean, I, it's possible, you know, could make phone calls. Yeah, it's very... Um... I'm I'm very curious about this device. I really am because I I had no idea so many people were anticipating this as yeah. the rebirth of Windows Phone. And I, I listen. I loved the platform. I thought it was really solid. I I enjoyed using it. Right. I really did. But the 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 people that are hanging on to Windows Phone can't beat that many. Right. Yeah. But yet again, a lot of people talking about this operating system. I was talking about Andromeda. Not to be confused with what Google was doing. I think there's a lot of confusion there, too. Listen, you know what, Paul? Why doesn't Microsoft just take Android, chop it up, make it its own <laughs> operating system, and put yep. all the Office applications, make Skype the uh, their iMessage platform like Apple does? Yep. Why, why wouldn't they do this? And make I've life wondered, simple for everybody else. This. I, look, I go back and forth on this stuff so much. I, I don't know. I, I know there are people within Microsoft that have kind of called on them to do that. It'll release a, and then just release an Android phone and put all your stuff on it, right? Um, yeah, I don't. I, it's it's weird. I yeah. I uh, just yesterday, for example, Adobe had their big de- developer conference, a creative content conference, whatever it was, and they showed off a new UWP app for Windows, which is arguably the most professional looking. UWP app, right? So it's a Windows 10 app. It's in the store. And, you know, I'm sorry, guys, but it looks terrible to me. Like, it's super um, just cartoonish looking in the way that all UWP apps kind of are. And if if, if Microsoft was serious about phones and they wanted to do Android, I think the next logical step would be to port 
that platform, UWP to Android. But I, but I look at apps like that Adobe thing, and I think, what's the point? Yeah. It, they're, they're so terrible. Like, why bother? You know? So I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Here's, here's my idea here, okay? Yep. You have, you have Microsoft announced they're partnering with Android. They're going to have an Android device coming out next year at this time. Mm-hmm. You, you take the Lumia products, whatever you were putting out, you have your Surface, whatever you were pl- possibly planning with a Surface device, you take the camera quality of the Lumia lineup, pop it in there, you have an ARM chipset, already Windows runs on ARM, so you're going to be working with them, so you're familiar with it. Uh, you have Android, and then you have the launcher that makes it look like Windows Phone. You can make that launcher look like whatever you want it to look like. You, you provide Office apps on there for free. So here's an incentive to go over. You have Skype as your messaging service. Your phone call, everything is Skype, and it ties into your Windows-based computer. Well, <laughs> yeah, but so why would somebody buy that? I mean, that, the, you know, the, the issue is always like, well, like what's the point, you know? Yeah, what was the point um, of Windows Phone, right? I, I mean, that could, that could yeah. be the argument for that too. I, I think it's just If you want that stuff, you can do it right now. You could buy an Android or an iPhone, really, and, and make it happen right now. By the way, um, this seems unrelated, but may in fact be related. Samsung announced today that it's bringing Linux to its Linux desktop to its DeX environment for the Samsung Galaxy S8, S8 Plus, and Note 8, right? This is the yeah. Continuum-style dock. Yeah, that's very interesting, right? Why? Well, why? <laughs> right. So the reason they gave was that people who are developers will appreciate being able to bring around their device and then plug it into a dock and have the full desktop environment and be able to use Linux. Now, okay, there are probably six or 700 people that fall into that category in the whole world. But what's the... What's the crossover between Linux developer and Samsung enthusiast? It's got to be kind of small, right? So I'm going to speculate here right now publicly that I think this is about Windows. I think that this is how – because obviously you see Dex and you're like, this is Continuum. This is what Microsoft did on Windows Phone first. What if with Windows on ARM, because Samsung runs on ARM chips – what if they could bring a full Windows desktop environment to ARM? And then you could bring around your Samsung Galaxy S8 or whatever the thing is next year or the Note 8 or whatever. And you could what – if, what about that? And now you have this situation where Microsoft's partnering, which is – it likes to do. It prefers partnering. But it provides all of the benefits of Continuum with none of the downsides of it being on Windows Phone because now you have the most popular apps platform on mobile Android with desktop. It, there's no compromise. You know, um, Continuum was kind of a joke because it was a terrible mobile apps platform, and it was a terrible app platform for the desktop because it was just UWP apps. So, just pure speculation. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not. I don't know anything about it, but I look at that and I think, like Linux, like what, like that's gonna. There's gonna be a handful of people that want that. What if it was Windows? You know, I think it's very interesting. Again, this goes back to we are in a very uh, transitional period. When it comes to yeah. the way that computing is done and the way that we're using it, you know, every couple of years we get this renaissance of devices and technology and improvement. You know, we we hit this. Uh, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't evolutionary. It was. What is the word I'm looking for, Paul? <laughs> what what oh God? <laughs> that phrase that everybody uses for the iPhone. It's evolutionary, not revolutionary. Revolutionary. There you go. Right. The, the iPhone was mm-hmm. revolutionary to. Sure. The, the, the it was. Phone, it really the was. The mobile phone. It, it absolutely it was. Everything. Yeah. Where yeah. 
you know, you and I would have trios and we would have Blackberries, but most people were doing stupid flip phones and it changed everything. And now everybody's walking around with a smartphone. We are entering that next stage. And it's with the recent decline in, you know, public approval of Apple products Mm -hmm. and Microsoft, you know, changing their entire concept of what they are. They're a hardware company now. They're a software company. They're a services company. They're offering all these things. Google is now a hardware company. Mm -hmm. They're making, uh, they're they're an appliance company, essentially. Yeah. They're making everything. They're making these little Google, uh, Google home devices. They're making Chromecast. Mm -hmm. They're, they're making phones. I mean, they're not making the phones, but they're, you know, yeah. They have Google brand of phones. Oh, they say they are. They <laughs> but, say they are, but, but you're not. right. They're not. But <laughs> yep. it's, a, it's a very different playing field than it was even five years ago. So yeah. we have to look That's at true. this and say, okay, Microsoft is exiting the phone market right now. Has exited. Ha- yep. <laughs> they, well, a couple yeah. years, well, they, couple years yeah. ago, they exited. They exited when they mm-hmm. entered, but um, but. I can't imagine that that's going to be their initiative for the next five years, that they're out of the mobile. You know, they're, they're going to make they're going to make surface devices well, and they're going to continue with this, but they're out of the phone market. I, I you know, once you get that itch, they're going to be back. So I, I agree with you that they will they'll always have mobile stuff. Um, but I also think that the ship has sailed on phones. And one of the ways you can get into that market is through partnering. Right. And so. It's interesting what happens when competitors get together because of other competitors, right? So Microsoft has now partnered with Amazon in two areas related to AI and machine learning and personal digital assistance. These guys compete with each other. So why are they doing that? Well, because uh, even though Amazon right now is like uh, number one actually in both of those markets, um, Google is coming on really strong, and there's always Apple to contend with. Um, I think they're always going to be technically inferior, but they have a big installed base. Yeah. And so this is a way for them to thwart Google together. They both need to do that so they can work together. Um, you know, Samsung has a big enemy out there, and that enemy is Apple. Um, how can you compete with Apple? Well, you can compete with Apple in the phone business the same way that Microsoft does in the PC business which is to really differentiate your products and just do those things that Apple will never do. And in the PC space with the Mac, they're never going to add touch to the screen. They're just never going to do it. They're, they're so weird about it. They, they've, they walk around the edges of it. They had, they had that stupid touch strip thing. They make the trackpad you know, 12 inches wide so it can do gestures. They'll do everything but add touch. Yeah. And on the iPhone, it's the same thing. You know, um, Apple talks about post-PC world and convergence and everything. But their phones are phones. They're just phones. And I, I, I'm not saying never, but you know, to date, they've shown a real reluctance to turning that thing into a real computer. Even the iPad Pro, which is you know getting a little more pro with iOS 11, still has um, its feet kind of firmly in the consumer consumption part of the fence. It's just not there. And so I think Samsung with DeX today, a little bit, first steps, uh, Bixby, you know, they're competing with uh, Google and Amazon. And then uh, with Dex in the future, maybe with Windows, right? Uh, that could be the that Microsoft and Samsung's play on the phone to be to make those things more like PCs. Yeah. I'm just completely speculating here. I, but it just seems to make so much sense. No, it absolutely does. Um, I'm curious to see where this goes. Uh, yeah, we do have sure. we do have we have a couple minutes left, but we do have a lot to talk about here. But before I go on, I want to remind everybody: if you enjoy watching the show, if you enjoy listening to the show, I know 
Tens of, I could, I could proudly say, Paul, tens of thousands of people. <laughs> tens of this, people. Tens of people. Tens, tens of thousands of, of people, people, Paul. About 20, 28,000 people per week download the show. Uh, most of them are not human, but, uh, uh, 20, about 20 something thousand people download the show a week. And that's amazing. And if you enjoy the show and you want us to continue doing this and, and, you know, life, it gets very difficult, but it's, it, but we come here every single week or most weeks. And we try to provide you with entertaining content and discussions for you to think, uh, for you to discuss. If you enjoy this, you can fund our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash whatthetech for as little as $1 per week. You can fund us, and it really helps us around here. Uh, things are falling apart, as you know, here at the studio. I mean, it's really the last year. Uh, you know when things, they say, like, <laughs> once, <laughs> once technology... I genuinely believe that technology is made not to last, but to be disposed and to be fixed and, and replaced. Well, we're at that point here at GFQ <laughs> where everything that was bought around the same time is kind of fallen apart, including cameras, including lights, including computers. So your Patreon funds support everything that goes on behind the scenes here. You go to patreon.com slash what the tech you could fund us there. Also, Paul, I want to take a moment and talk about the rot premium. Uh, people are a big fan of Thorat Premium. I know. I know you're a huge fan of Thorat Premium. I am a huge fan. That's huge true. fan. Uh, what's your Thorat number? Do you have a Thorat Premium number? Are you one? I do. I'm number one. Do you know what mine is? No. I think I'm 16 or 22. 16. I yeah, yeah. I can't I, remember I, which one. Seems like it would be a high number. By the way, I have locked myself out of my Thorat account. <laughs> I got to talk to someone. <laughs> I've uh, I've totally locked myself out of it because I tried to log in multiple times on a new device, and it told me you are now locked out, and I need to contact web admin. So I, I got I could easily reset my password, but but I want to go the do the hard way and manually talk to you guys and do it. Um, but guys, a lot of great content on there. Paul and Brad do a daily podcast on their daily update video of all the things happening on therot.com, all the things that they're discussing. Uh, today, you guys did a long show, about 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, you, you went a while today. Um, and I was here so listening. Annoying. I was in the office. I was listening to it. <laughs> guys, you could go there. You could sign up. Uh, it's 7 bucks a month, as little as $7 a month. Right? Am I right on that? Yep, that's right. $7. Look at that. I'm not even looking at a copy here. $7 a month. You could join the premium service. You get access to... The daily podcast, which Brad and Paul do, and it's great. Nice. Uh, premium forums, the Rot Daily newsletter, premium comments, enhanced user experience, full access to all the content on therot.com. And it, uh, it helps Paul out. Listen, kid in college, another one on the way. I know. What a nightmare. <laughs> Brad's got a kid. <laughs> He's having car problems today. He had to take his, he had to send his car to the mechanic. So it, the, all this goes a long way, and it's phenomenal content. And I really, Therot.com has become my, it really, it's my favorite, not because we work together, but I was because I was a fan <laughs> of the site before, but um, it's really become my front page, daily front page for technology news. And you get an honest, unbiased, not paid for opinion when you go to Therot.com. And that's my, that's my endorsement. And not paid for unbiased opinion. When <laughs> you go to Therot.com. Um, what else do we have here? We have a couple more things. I want to pick the right one. Uh, we talked about the battery life. We talked about Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Fall preview. Uh, oh, um, the iPhone conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, pre-orders for the iPhone 10. 
Right. Uh, we kind of touched on this on the beginning of the show. iPhone 8 sales, depending on who you ask and what blog is yeah. writing it, will either say are great and as expected, or they will say, man, this one sucked. Not because the iPhone 8 is a terrible device Uh-oh. or anything like that. They're not blaming the iPhone. <laughs> it's frozen. Oh, no, you are frozen. Yeah. Look at that. It's, you know what? It's the Apple people. They're doing this. Did you plug anything in? That Windows, what, what, what did you do? That, that, what were you doing before the show? Can you hear me or no? No, he cannot even hear me. It's definitely not me because I could connect to that machine. Let's see. Let's see if I could bring Paul back. Let's see if I could revive Paul from the misery of being frozen. There you go. You're back. So weird. Yeah, I think it's something on your end. Whatever. Are you running a beta or no? Am I what now? Are you running a uh, uh, insider build or no? Yep. Yep. It could be any. That could be my internet connection. I have no idea. Well, you're back now. Did you hear any of <laughs> any of what I was saying? Uh, no. You started okay. on the iPhone topic and said something about how it wasn't selling as well as expected, and then it froze. Someone said Paul was in stealth mode in Call of Duty. Stealth mode. Yeah, so you mean like for. now? Yeah, right. Like now, while we're doing the very podcast. moment. Yeah, at this very um, moment. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's not it. Um, so people are saying that this was the depending on what blog you're reading, it's it's the the worst selling sure. iPhone you know in recent times, and iPhone seven is outside. Not because it's a bad device. The iPhone eight is is not a bad it's device. Fine. 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 It's a it's a great Windows or iPhone seven S. Yeah, it's a great iPhone seven S. It, it's it's exactly what I expected yeah. from this. But the iPhone ten, uh, because nine is a dirty number in technology. Yeah. Apparently, nobody mm-hmm. wants a ninth gen device. You know, I <laughs> hope I I for God, if if you if you listen, if you are there, I really mm-hmm. want Samsung to skip the nine number and just go to ten. That would be amazing. Make and then use thing. the letter X. Just use the letter X. Please. Someone. The tech gods. <laughs> so. <laughs> so they. Here's the problem. Is though, it that Andrew, people like, are waiting for an iPhone 10 or uh, they just don't care to upgrade to an iPhone 8 because it's not. The iPhone. I don't. I, look, I, I'm, I, I'm, I want to see the reviews, right? I'm, there, there are two choices ahead of me now. I, I feel really. I'm not switching back to the iPhone for sure. Um, but I may get an iPhone, right? Because I, I need to make, you know, I will always have an iPhone as a secondary phone. Um, but, you know, for the first time in a very long time, I may just stick with the existing phone that I already have. Like, I don't really feel like a huge need to upgrade. Um, with the iPhone 8, for sure, I feel zero need to upgrade to that. There's no huge benefit to that at all. Um, the problem I have with the iPhone 10 is that, Aside from the design, which I think is really compromised with that stupid notch at the top, and it's was really something that it was so easily avoidable, um, and the fact that you have to use your face to sign into it, right? Which I think is going to be a terrible mistake. Um, and we'll, we'll see. Um, is that fundamentally that phone, whatever it looks like, is the same as the iPhone eight? It's all of it's the same. It's you know smaller. the camera, the processor, the. You know, I know. Uh, yeah, the form factor is a but little wait, different. But wait, no, no, no. It, the camera is not exactly the same, though, right? Well, not exactly the same, but it is basically exactly the same. <laughs> like it's almost exactly the same. Um, you know, like when you go from the iPhone eight to the eight plus, you get that portrait light mode or whatever. But when you go from the iPhone eight plus to the ten, what do you get? What's different about it? Uh, it's smaller. 
the no, display. The oh, the camera. I, <laughs> I no, mean, I, wasn't it I with the? Um, it was with the. What was the difference? Like, God, someone tell me in the chat room. I, I there was a small. It was a minor difference. Yeah, if there is a difference, it's minor. That's my yeah. point. Like, I I don't really. This isn't some revolution, you know. Um, and I feel like, especially first gen, with the screen being the only way to sign in, or the camera being the only way to sign in. Uh, well, not the only way, but the primary way to sign in. It's like, eh, like I don't know, I don't know. You know, like it's always disappointing when you have to go back to the pin, right? That was kind of the issue I had with the Samsung Galaxy S8 um, because of the fingerprint location. Okay, it was the, like I found myself using the pin a lot. Got it. Here it is. the The camera difference here. Mm-hmm. They're both 12 megapixel wide angle lenses. Yep. F one point eight. Mm-hmm. OSI plus 12 megapixel telephoto lens, where on the iPhone 8 Plus it's a 12, it's a 2.8, and it's a 2.4 OSI. So, okay, so you're saying they they're both dual camera, but the iPhone 10 has a, a wide or lets in more light, essentially. Yeah, lets in more light. Okay, which okay. would be would be enough for a lot oh, of people. We were frozen to, again. <laughs> God damn it! It's all right. We'll keep you like uh. that. Uh, front-facing camera is the same. The quality is the same. Mm. It just doesn't have Touch ID. Curious. It has Face ID. Uh, it's lighter than the iPhone 8 Plus. This is a UK site, so it's in grams. It's 202 grams for the iPhone 8 Plus, and it's 174 grams for the iPhone 10. Paul's freezing, so he probably can't hear this, and he'll come back in a second here. But it, it's minor, minor... Here you go. You're back, right? Yep. So the, it is minor. But we'll see. The weight. Right? It's a little lighter. It's a little no, no, smaller. I, that's about obviously it. Obviously, the phone is different. I mean, I, the body's different. I'm not. That stuff's whatever. I, I, you know, I, I do feel like the design of the iPhone 8, 8 Plus is kind of old fashioned right now. You know, with the forehead and the chin. You know, OIS. The, the, the normal, by the way, I said OSI. OIS. OIS. Yeah. The uh, non XL Pixel has the same kind of old-fashionedness to it right this is something we'll get by <laughs> you know like these things are going to change but i don't know I, I, buying into a first gen it's hard i know i know i don't know i just don't trust it listen here's a great example okay if you're on the fence about first gen devices and you're convincing yourself that it's okay mm-hmm. think of the original ipad the first ipad i didn't think right. of the ipad too Oh, it's okay. a world of change. Uh, I how many iPad twos are still out there? Many, yeah. many, many, many iPad twos. How right. many original iPads are out there? Yeah, zero. Zero. Yep. I have not seen one in. I mean, I uh, by the way, obviously they exist, I mean, but yeah, they don't Do they? run. They're on some ancient version of the OS. They don't run the modern apps. They're underpowered. They're thick and heavy, and I've locked up again. Fantastic. It's okay. Yeah, we'll put it on my. <sighs> You know, that's that's the worst face to be locked up on, too. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> All right. That's the misery of iOS for you. Um, but you can hear me. Or no, you can't. You cannot hear me. We have one minute left here. <laughs> Hopefully, Paul will be back to say goodbye to all of you. Uh, oh, there yeah. you are. Are you back? <laughs> hey, there you are. All right, so I got to go. <laughs> okay, I know. I know. You got I know you to go. But, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know what's going on. But, it looks like my speeds are fine. I'm getting yeah. tremendous download speeds. Listen, if if, uh, if everything fails, just format and start over. <laughs> <laughs> People get so annoyed when I recommend that as a as a tech fix. So just pave it from obviously space. Uh, next fine. week, 
I think we're approaching a milestone here for the show. What's that? As far as dates. Is this like a big show coming up? I don't what do you mean? I somebody said that we're we're approaching like a big show. Oh, we're approaching episode four hundred. Oh. We're at episode this was this is episode three seventy two. So oh, I think for episode four hundred. So we're talking that's about next year. Next year. Um yeah. can we should do a lot we have never done a show together in person. That's true. Ever. We should plan to do that. So maybe, it is a lot easier for me to get to New York than it used it to be. It really is. So you know what we should do? What if we did like a Kickstarter? A Kickstarter? Yes. We yeah, and that together. Kickstarter should be, bring Andrew to the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> no, what I was thinking we could You could come down do. in your overalls with your corn hat I'm or whatever in. it is. And I'm in. I would fit so well there with this. You could come here for the thing. Harvest Festival. You know what? Do not say it in front of Jess because she will say, you know what, Andrew? We're going to the <laughs> Harvest Festival. Oh, we It'll be like go. Green Acres. How far are Actually, you? Actually, I got to roll, by the way. Okay, I'm sorry. You go. I, you go. I, All right. Paul, uh, everybody <laughs> go to thewat.com. Follow Paul. I'll end the show and I'll do the bonus show. But let's plan a live show at Rattle and Hum. Let, let's figure that out. So yeah. if you're watching this live, uh, bye, Paul. If you're watching this live, you can stay <laughs> tuned and continue watching. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching this podcast, anywhere podcasts are available. Um, oh, episode 400, the bad request episode. You know what? We will do viewer questions on that episode. Uh, what about Mary Jo Foley as a special guest? Absolutely. I would love to. I see Mary Jo Foley every week at this point. Uh, do I get to come? You know what? Let's, Suncast, start doing this, okay? Put together a Kickstarter for What the Tech to do a live show where we could fund it. People could fund it. They come to Rattle and Hum, and we could fund you to come. You could fund Paul. We could put together this nice big party at Rattle and Hum. Uh, it doesn't have to be for episode 400. It could be for, you know, probably after the new year. Yeah, so, you know, what? maybe how many weeks away are we from episode 400? 30? Are we 30 weeks away? When does that become? What, 30 weeks from now. What are we talking about? A rattle and hum means a trip to New York for me. Well, you know what? Great time to come. Uh, guys, go to our website, gfknetwork.com. You can subscribe to the podcast. where everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you could also follow me on Twitter at Andrew Zarian. I will be continuing and doing a bonus show. If you're watching this live, stay tuned. I'm going to continue the bonus show. If not, go to patreon.com slash what the tech fund us there. One dollar. All you need to do is fund us one dollar per week and you get access to the bonus shows and you help us out until next time. Take care.